Hey guys, it's Simi and this is Rustling Unlimited as we are here on the, let's fix this really fast, on the 17th of September 2021 to talk about everything that went down tonight on Friday Night Smackdown. And I'm going to say right now, before I get into this little slight tangent I'm about to go on, and I don't even know if it's a tangent, I'm going to say I enjoyed most of tonight's Smackdown. I thought... Most of tonight's SmackDown was actually a really, really good show. But here's the thing. The end of this show was just, what the hell? So the show ended with the Bianca Belair homecoming segment. Her and Becky Lynch got into it. And then in the end, Becky hit her with the manhandle slam and walked out of the ring. So I'm sitting there. The show goes to commercial. Or I guess actually ends and I'm sitting here for like five minutes going man this is a long ass commercial and then the Fox app the Fox Sports app just cuts out and I go what the look down at my clock and I go oh this show's over that was such an anticlimactic end of the show that I don't need and, and correct me if I'm wrong I didn't even hear Michael Cole and Pat McAfee say anything about like catch us next week or something it just felt very like a middle of the show segment it did not seem like a like a show was over. That was a big show-ending moment type of thing. So, yeah. Also, Gabriel Perez, who said no dark side talk? Like, who said that? We can talk dark side later if you want to. But you say, please don't. Please don't what? Again. This is, um, that's weird that it just, oh, I see what happened. That was weird. I accidentally hit the wrong button on my thing. Anyways, please don't. Why not? Why not? It's my review. I can talk about whatever I want, bud. You're going to come in here and try to tell me what I can and can't talk about. Then you can go. Like plain and simple. It's a very interesting episode of a show. But with that, we're not here to talk about that right now. We're here to talk about Friday Night Smackdown. And I want to thank you guys for joining us here. Twitch.tv forward slash PWUnlimited. YouTube.com forward slash Pro Wrestling Unlimited. And Twitter.com forward slash PWUnlimited. If you are watching on Twitch, you can help us out a couple of different ways. You can help us out on in the live chat by either hitting that donate button down below or donating Twitch bits live on Twitch. But also remember, it's September, And with September, that means you guys can subscribe to the channel 20% off of the normal subscription fee. But, but, Amazon and Twitch are not going to take that from the creator. We're still going to get everything we're supposed to get. So, we're supposed to make five bucks off your subscription. You guys only pay three. We still get the full five. But if you say, I don't want to give you real money, I'm already paying Amazon for Amazon Prime, that's fine. Because all you got to do is link your Amazon account to your Twitch account, and then that turns your Twitch account into a Twitch Prime account, or a Prime Gaming account. I always forget which one it is. And with Prime Gaming, you get sometimes free games, always get free in-game purchase stuff, and you always get one free subscription to any Twitch channel you want to subscribe to throughout the month. But if you also say, 
I don't pay for that either. You got to know somebody that does, whether it's your mother, your father, your daddy, your auntie, your uncle, your sister, your brother, your nephew, the guy that gave you your burger at McDonald's, the girl that gave you your latte at Starbucks. Just go, hey, do you have Amazon? You pay for Amazon Prime? If they say yes, go, do you link it to a Twitch account? If they say no, then say, hey, can I? Can I link your Amazon account to my Twitch account? I promise I won't buy anything with your Amazon account. I'm just linking them to Twitch so I can subscribe to PW Unlimited for free. And, 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 if you ask that girl that gave you your latte, she says, yes, you guys exchange information. Maybe with that exchange of information, you can also be like, you know what? For this, Friday night, you, me, to get to dinner, date, and who knows? Who knows? Just by asking her for her Amazon Prime account, maybe it can lead to something more. Maybe it can lead to a relationship, a marriage, a family, two, three kids. Who knows? We'd greatly appreciate it if you supported us right here, PW Unlimited. On the flip side, if you're watching over on YouTube, you can help us out in the live chat with either a super chat or a super sticker donation. All super chats do get read live on the air. Remember, you can also subscribe to the channel, join the PW Unlimited Army, and become a channel member that gets you early access to news, early access to non-news videos, early access to exclusive news like Lou Drop Today, and so much more. We're here to talk about SmackDown, and SmackDown kicked off with our tribal chief, Roman Reigns. But no, I, I would be missed if I wasn't correcting myself. Actually... Started off with a recap of Seth Rollins injuring Edge last week. Injuring Edge last week. Michael Cole kind of talked over it, narrated the end of it, and then out came Roman Reigns, Paul Heyman, and the Usos. So. Um, they recap Brock Lesnar returning last week and challenging Roman Reigns. Lesnar claimed that Heyman knew he'd be at SummerSlam and then went for an F5 on Heyman. This is all the recap from last week. We don't need to talk about all that. They then let us know that the tight, the match. So I got slack for this because of the video I put up, because I put up universal title match at the pay-per-view crown jewel in October. And I had people in the comments going, it's not a title match. We read it better next time. It's not a title match, you dummy. And I go, oh, really? It's not? Because I was told it was. And then tonight on SmackDown, it says, Universal title match. Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar, crown jewel. So all you blokes that try to come at me saying, Hey, you're wrong. Why are you calling it a title match? It's not a title match. Read better next time. Hey, it is a title match. You know what else is a title match? Extreme Rules. Roman Reigns versus the Demon. That's a title match too. So Reigns demanded that Knoxville acknowledge him. And the fans erupted in booze. Pat McAfee claimed that they were actually cheers. I'm like, Pat, what are you doing? What are you doing? They're getting to you, boy. They're getting to you. You're, they're turning you into one of their, their Patsy announcers. Uh, Reigns then told Heyman to educate the people on how to react to him. Heyman noted that he'd known Reigns since he was a child and is in awe of his tribal chief. He said that Reigns takes care of all challengers or takes on all challengers 
because he fears no man, no beast, no demon. Haman believes that everyone fears the Roman fears the tribal chief Roman reigns. He said Balor fears reigns, and that's why he brought back the demon. Haman knows that Lesnar. He said Haman knows. Haman said he knows Lesnar better than anyone, better than his own family knows him. And he saw fear in Brock's eyes last week. All of a sudden, we get the music. We hear it. We all gonna go big, and out comes WWE World Heavyweight Champion Biggie. Biggie makes his way out on SmackDown. Fans erupt in a huge Biggie chat before a "You deserve it, you deserve it." He stares right into the right into the soul. Of Roman Reigns. But before anybody can say anything. Roman holds up the belt. The universal title. Fans boo. And Finn Balor's music hits. Finn. Normal Finn. Makes his way down to the ring. And we go to commercial break. And I go. So why did Big E come out? They. Huh? And then we come back from commercial. And Michael Cole lets us know. You know. WWE official Adam Pearce made this match official. Over the commercial break. It's now WWE champion Finn Balor. Our WWE Champion Big E and Finn Balor against the SmackDown Tag Team Champions, the Usos, in a championship contenders match. <clears throat> and this match was good. This match went almost 11 and a half minutes, and this was really, really good. So Jay was briefly in control when we returned, but Big E hit a splash on the apron for a near fall. The Usos backed Big E into the corner and cut him, cut him off from Balor. The Usos gave Big E a double suplex for another near fall. The fans broke into a loud Big E chant. Big E briefly fought back, but the Usos regained control. Jimmy missed the splash in the corner, and Balor got the tag. And I'm sitting here watching this match, and I go, so when Big E came out, they should have made a bigger deal that he's WWE champion. Because once this match got going, it just seems like, any other day, Biggie. Any other day, I'm Biggie on the roster. I'm not a champion. I'm just Biggie. And that's not good. Yeah, once or twice in commentary, they were like, you know, Biggie picked up that big win this week when he won the title against Bobby Lashley. But they did, they like quickly just skimmed over the fact that he's champion. And it's just, I didn't like that. Because it made it seem like it was just the Usos taking on some random thrown-together tag team. Which it was. But not a random thrown-together tag team where one of the guys is the WWE champion. So that that rubbed me a little bit the wrong way. It didn't, it didn't take out my pleasure for the match because I really enjoyed this match. But I thought they could have done a better job when Big E came out saying, Hey, that's the WWE champion. Not just... You know, Big E this week won the WWE title from Bobby Lashley after he cashed in money in the bank and then not say anything else. Like, I thought they could have done better in that. So going forward, the Usos gave Big E a, a double suplex. Oh, I already read that line. Uh, Balor got the hot tag, and he took down Jey Uso. Jimmy. And J uh, Jimmy then threw him to the floor, Balor that is, and followed up the suicide dive. Jimmy was firmly in control when he came back from another break, but Balor fought back with a boot to the face. Balor went for the tag, but Jimmy cut him off. Jimmy slowed down the pace with a chin lock, but Balor fought back and hit a Pele kick. The fans then broke out in a loud, 
New Day rocks. New Day rocks. New Day rocks. New Day rocks chant. Biggie got the hot tag and ran wild on the Usos. He gave Jay a belly-to-belly suplex, but Jay fought back with a Samoan drop. Biggie recovered and gave Jimmy a big splash. Jay then went for a crossbody, but Biggie avoided it. And Jay hit a super kick. A loud, loud super kick. Fowler then jumped back into the ring and hit a shotgun drop kick after breaking up a near fall. He hit it on Jimmy and then hit the sling blade on Jay. Fowler then hit the coup de gras on Jimmy as Big E hit the big ending on Jay Uso to pick up the victory. So, the tag team of the WWE champion Big E and Finn Balor pick up the victory. And they said in this match, this is a championship contenders match. So if Big E and Finn win, maybe that can put him in line for a title shot against the SmackDown Tag Team Champions. So in the locker room, we're sitting there, Roman Reigns and, and Paul Heyman, and he's watching on the screen. Those cousins just lost. And Roman's not happy. And he goes, Paul, I need an explanation. You, you need to be honest with me. And he's like, well, what do you mean, my tribal chief? I've always, I've only ever been honest with you. And he's like, okay, we're going we're gonna to pretend. Maybe I know something. Because I know something. Maybe you should tell me what I know. And he goes, I, I don't know. If you're insinuating that I knew Brock Lesnar was going to be at SummerSlam, I promise you I don't. I, I, I did not know. He goes, so, you didn't know. What makes it, makes it so that Brock Lesnar just won't show up at Extreme Rules? Heyman quickly says, he won't. I, I know he won't. And Roman's like, oh, really? How do you know that? And Heyman's like, just an assumption. But Heyman's delivery here. I'm like, why isn't this guy in movies? Why ain't this guy an actor? Paul Heyman is great. Only movie I've ever seen him in was Rollerball. Reigns told him. It's his job to go find out what Brock's going to do. <clears throat> so, good question here by uh, Brian Lazaro in the chat. He says, is Big E a Grand Slam champion now that he's won the WWE Championship? Or are there, uh, are there other titles he needs to win? Um, Give me two seconds and I can tell you. I believe that's it. Big E, wait. Has Big E ever won the U.S. title? That's the question. If he hasn't won the U.S. title, then that's the title he needs to win. Um, WWE, Intercontinental, he needs the U.S. title. Big E is not a Grand Slam champion yet. WWE, Grand Slam champion. List of Grand Slam champions. Yeah. AJ Styles was actually the last Grand Slam champion after he won the U.S. title. Because technically right now in the 2015 to now era, because that's how it's all, once they consolidated the world title into the WWE title and everything, it is world title or universal, WWE title or universal, Raw or SmackDown tag titles, IC title, U.S. title. So it is a world title, a tag title, IC, 
and U.S. You have to win all of those. And Big E has not been a United States champion yet. <clears throat> Kofi's a Grand Slam champion. Big E is not. The last person to become a Grand Slam champion was AJ Styles back in April when he and Omos won the tag titles. So going forward, we had Rick Boogs taking on Robert Roode in a two-minute match. They had an all-right match. The fans gave Boogs and Nakamura a huge reaction, and so did Pat McAfee dancing on the table. Ziggler distracted Boogs early on as the bell rang, and Roode took advantage of it. Roode hit a blockbuster for an early near fall. Roode then set up for a glorious DDT, but Boogs slipped out. He put Roode on his shoulders and did a squat. And then... Hit a Simone drop for a two. Boogs followed this up with a suplex and a bulldog. Boogs then hit a power slam that Cole called the Boogs Cruise. And he picked up the victory over Robert Roode. After the match, Nakamura and Boogs celebrated with McAfee at the commentary table. Suddenly, Commander Aziz and Apollo Cruz jumped the baby faces and beat them down. Cruz claimed that Nakamura made a mockery of the Intercontinental Championship and he's demanding a title shot. And we did learn later in the show that this match will be taking place next week on SmackDown. It will be um, Apollo Crews challenging Nakamura for the IC title on the first night of the draft. So next up, we had Happy Corbin versus Kevin Owens, or we were supposed to. So to recap Corbin and Logan Paul's appearance on the KO show two weeks ago. Megan Morant interviewed Kevin Owens behind the curtain. Owens says he's disappointed that he tried helping Corbin and he didn't want the help. He just kind of shut him down. He said he should have trusted his instincts and Owens promised to defeat Corbin next. Corbin then jumped Owens as he made his entrance. Corbin beat Owens down and threw him into the LED board around the ring. Owens tried to fight back, but Corbin gave him a choke slam on the apron. And... Then that was it. It was just, yeah, that was it. No follow-up um, that I saw on Kevin Owens or anything. It was just, that was it. Choke slam on the apron, and we cut. They showed a video of Bianca Belair returning to the University of Knoxville and her career highlights. The fans pop big for Bianca. And I, and I get why they put Bianca in the main event. It's her hometown. It's in the in the arena of the school she went to and all of that, but it was a nothing happening segment, to be honest. It was not great. It was not that good. And they... Uh, we'll, we'll talk about it more in a minute. So going forward in the back, Kayla Braxton did her whole usuals thing where she startles Paul Heyman. She approaches him out of nowhere. Braxton heard the rumors that Brock Lesnar might be on his way to Monday Night Raw. In the upcoming draft. Heyman was furious and started yelling at Braxton. To stop bothering him. And flirting with him. Heyman turned around and ran right into Big E. Heyman pointed out that Big E. Chose not to cash in on Roman Reigns. But an injured Bobby Lashley instead. Big E noted that they'd find out. When he takes on his boy at Survivor Series. Who the better man is. So basically he's saying. I'm going to keep my title till Survivor Series. Roman's going to keep his title till Survivor Series. And then we go and brawl. Biggie wondered if Heyman's boy 
is Reigns or Lesnar, though. Pointed out that Balor could spoil all of this. Suddenly, the Usos would jump Big E from behind the vicious beatdown. Roman would show up and leave with his cousins. And I'm like, oh, that was cool. I didn't expect that, but okay, cool. So, that then leads to the six-man that we're getting Monday on Raw. Yes, it was announced Monday on Raw. The New Day will be going in a six-man tag team match up against the Bloodline. It's, it's ready right there. WWE Champion versus Universal Champion. You love to see it. Big match. Big match. And you say, well, why is Roman going to be on Raw? Because Roman's not going to the UK. Starting, I want to say, Sunday. Hold on. I can tell you right now. Starting on. Sunday. WWE. So the WWE SmackDown crew. We'll be heading overseas for, I want to say it's a four or five day trip. And Roman Reigns and the Usos are not going in their place. Since there's, since you're not getting the WWE Universal Champion, nor the SmackDown Tag Team Champions, you know what the UK Tour gets? You know what the UK Tour gets in exchange for Roman Reigns and the Usos? They get Drew McIntyre versus Jinder Mahal in a street fight. Yep, in a street fight. Anyways, that's why Roman's going to be on Raw. Since they won the UK tour, they said, hey, we're going to use you on Monday. So, we got a Seth Rollins segment. They recapped Rollins' injury edge last week with a stomp. Rollins made his way down to the ring in yet another flashy suit. Rollins watched the whole Big E Heyman segment from the ring and said it was unfortunate nobody helped Big E. Rollins turned his attention to Edge. He said last week, one of the best matches of his entire career. Rollins claimed they heard a pop after he hit the stomp on Edge. Edge broke out and allowed, You look stupid. You look stupid. Chant. And Rollins showed highlights from last week's match. Rollins was furious that everyone thought that he went too far. He asked the fans if he went too far and they cheered. Rollins noted that he used a legal move that he used many times to win matches in the past. Rollins then blamed the fans for him injuring Edge. He said they goaded him into feuding with Rollins, or goaded Edge into feuding with Rollins. Rollins recapped all the things that Edge did to him, including beating him at SummerSlam. He then added that he's not finished with Edge yet. Rollins then pointed out that on NXT, Beth Phoenix said that Edge is at home recovering. Rollins wondered if Edge was physically and mentally capable of returning to the ring. So he saw fear in Edge's eyes when he laid on that stretcher last week. Rollins said he felt sympathy for Edge and has been eating away at him. Rollins promised he will finish Edge. From the back, Kayla Braxton interviewed Becky Lynch. The fans gave her a mixed reaction, which is a positive in many ways because she's supposed to be a heel. Lynch said that tonight is Bel Air's night, but pointed out that she's never been to a homecoming. She might have to check this one out for herself. Going forward, we had a two-minute match. It was Liv Morgan and uh, Tony Storm against Carmella and Zelina Vega. It wasn't good, and it had a very weak ending. 
It went like two minutes, maybe two minutes, ten seconds or so. Carmella knocked Morgan off the apron and quickly tagged out. Storm was briefly in control, but Vega scored a near fall. Vega went for a submission, but Storm fought back and hit a suplex. Morgan then got the tag and sent Carmella face first into the middle turnbuckle. Carmella then rolled to the floor and started screaming that Morgan broke her nose. Vega then ran over to check on Carmella, and the referee counted them out. And I go, are you fucking kidding me? They literally did the Mandy Rose Saray spot from like three weeks ago. They literally did the same thing we saw three weeks ago on NXT. Are you fucking kidding me? It was stupid back then, and it was stupid again tonight. If Carmella shows up next week with a goddamn face mask, you got to be kidding me. But I don't think she will because they showed her later, and she's like, yeah, I'm okay. So after the match, Morgan said that she's tired of Carmella running away, and she demanded a match with her at Extreme Rules. Fans popped for this. Morgan bragged that she broke Carmella's nose, which she didn't because, again, like we saw just short thereafter, she's fine. In the Backstreet Profits got excited for being in Knoxville. They discussed Bianca Belair's homecoming and the after party they were going to throw. They said they weren't happy that the Usos jumped big earlier, though, and promised to win the SmackDown Tag Team titles. In the trainer's room, Carmella revealed her nose is fine. I'm good. I'm still the most beautiful woman in all of WWE. And she said, you know, I'll accept the challenge of Liv Morgan. And Adam Pearce and Sonya Deville were in the room when she said this. She said, but Morgan has to take on and defeat Zelina Vega first next week. So they made that match official next week on SmackDown. It will be Zelina Vega against Liv Morgan. They got a quick little, the saga of the demon. I expected this to be more. This wasn't more of anything. This was kind of a quick little two, two to four minute segment. Ben Balor noted that everyone asked, what's the demon's story? And Balor pointed out that he doesn't come from some famous wrestling family or have a bloodline. He's not really supposed to be here because he wasn't born into a wrestling family. He was born into a family of coal miners and had to claw his way into this business and claw his way to the top. So are they trying to say that if you're not born into a wrestling family, you shouldn't be a wrestler? But if if you're not, I, I, I get what they're trying to say. It's easier for people they're born into a wrestling family. I, I get what they're trying to say, but the, the, the way it came off was a little weird. He said the demon is within. And he doesn't summon the demon. The demon summons him. He says he doesn't call the demon. The demon calls him. He said the fire isn't just within him, but is all around him. And at extreme rules, Reigns will come face to face with the demon. Suddenly, Cool little, cool little effect. It made it look like he transformed from regular Finn Balor into the demon Finn Balor. And Pat McAfee's like, whoa, Cole, did you just see what we just saw? Did you see that, Cole? That was weird. Going anyway, forward, they announced the six-man tag for Monday's Monday Night Raw with the bloodline against the New Day. Then in the back, Sonya Deville's on her phone, and she's approached yet again for like the third, fourth week in a row by Naomi. And DeVille said, I'm busy. I can't talk right now. She goes, Naomi's like, hang up your phone. We need to talk. She's like, where's my match? I've been asking. You keep saying come come next week. And she's like, there's just no time tonight, Naomi. I apologize. And Naomi's like, what's your problem with me anyways? She goes, 
I'm a former champion here, two-time SmackDown Women's Champion. And she gets right into the face of Sonya Deville. And she said, I'm going to get my match sooner rather than later. Michael Cole later announced that management fined Naomi for her confrontation with Sonya Deville. She was fined. Okay. Going forward, Sami Zayn, yet again, took on Dominic Mysterio. This match went about six, just a smidge over six minutes. So, as Dominic was making his way out to the ring, Michael Cole was like, so I heard an uh, interesting conversation earlier between the Mysterios where Dominic told Ray, I don't want you to come out for my match. And then all of a sudden we hear, Booyaka, Booyaka, 619, Booyaka, Booyaka, Ray Mysterio. And out comes Ray Mysterio. Dominic's like, what are you doing out here? Huh? What are you? Come on. And Ray joins commentary. So they had a good match, Dominic and, and Sammy, while it lasted, though. I swear this match was Dominic made rookie mistakes. And needs to listen to Ray. So Zane jumped up or jumped out of the ring and approached Ray, caused a distraction to Dominic early on. Dominic went after Zane at ringside, but Zane took the advantage. Dominic fought back and sent Zane to the floor, and he followed this up with a crossbody. Back from the break, Dominic fought back and scored a near fall on Zane. Dominic then hit a 619 and went for a frog splash, but Zane got his knees up on the frog splash. He then rolled up Dominic and picked up the victory. On commentary, Ray screamed at Dominic to move faster when he goes for the frog splash, that he was taking too much time. After the match, Zane told Ray Dominic wasn't on his level. They had a commercial for, an up for the upcoming draft. They announced matches for next week, and Michael Cole claimed that it might be the last time that these matches can take place. Then we get... The Bianca Belair homecoming. And I'm sitting here and I'm watching this and I go, oh, what the, what, huh? What is this? Got Kane in the ring as the mayor of Knox County. Again, I still didn't know that a county can have a mayor. Anyways. The segment's going and it's going and Kane brings out Bianca and we see Bianca's family in the front row and they're going berserko nutso crazy. And everyone pops when she comes out. And there's balloons and a red carpet and all this jazz. And the fans break out in the EST chant. Miller noted that she loves Knoxville and pointed out her, her father always told her that when someone steps to you, you get the job done. You don't let them get to you. She then admitted that Becky beat her for the title. But she'll get it back at Extreme Rules. Kane then told Belair. When that happens, when you win that title, come back and we'll have a big old celebration for you here in Knoxville. Kane then also said, I got one more thing for you. And he presented her with the key to Knox County. Willer said that she's proud of Knoxville and they sang Rocky Top with the fans. And I'm going to say it right now. Bianca can do a lot of things, but one thing she can't do is sing. She cannot sing. And then Becky's music hits. She walks out and tries to sing this song as well. He ain't no good either. He's like, oh, you may have got the key to the city, but I got this championship on lock, the SmackDown Woman's title, and you ain't unlocking it for me. The key ain't going to work. Uh, Lynch says she doesn't want to steal the spotlight from Bianca, and she just came out here 
give her a handshake because she's never been to a homecoming and wanted to experience one for herself. Miller hesitated and they shook hands. But when Becky tried to walk off, Bianca didn't let go. Bianca picked her up for the KOD and Lynch got, got out. Lynch then hit the manhandle slam to thunderous booze and left the ring imposed on the stage. And so the fade show, the show fades to commercial, and I'm sitting here and I'm watching, and I'm getting these commercials. Uh, Fox 2, Bay Area. You wake up early, join us for news at 4 a.m. You wake up late, we're on the air till 10, and then all of a sudden the Fox Sports app just cuts out. And I go, well, that was, wait. I hit refresh. And I go, oh, wait, what time is, SmackDown is over. That was the end segment. It did not feel like an end segment because Becky walked up the ramp, held the belt up. Michael Cole didn't say nothing about nothing about the show being over or anything. And it was just it. And I'm like, that was a week ending to the show. Uh, War Hedgehog says, Tim, did you not like Bianca Belair? I never said I don't like Bianca. I've said before I like Bianca and that she's a great wrestler. I don't know where you get that. I was just saying that she can't sing. She can do a lot of great things, but her singing didn't sound that good. I don't know where you got the whole you know, I don't like Bianca thing. Uh, just because says, Timmy, there was an earthquake in California. It's still going. Well, if there was an earthquake, it's not in my area because I don't feel one. But, funny story about earthquakes. When I was two years old, when I lived in Los Angeles, this is before I moved to Central California, I was jumping on the bed. When I was in my parents' bedroom, I was jumping on the bed, jumping on the bed, jumping on the bed. And apparently, an earthquake hit. And I didn't even feel it. I was just jumping on the bed. And like, I've lived in California for so long, like 90% of my life, that an earthquake happens, I'm just like, oh, what was that? Oh, an earthquake. Okay, cool, whatever. Like, they're, they're nothing to me. They're nothing to me. Thank you, Jack Dawson, for the super sticker donation. I really do appreciate that. But yeah, Jessica says there was an earthquake. I don't know. I didn't feel it where I live, so either it wasn't strong or it was nowhere near me. But as far as SmackDown does go, I thought that was a very weak ending to the show because it didn't seem like main event segment. A show-closing segment. I get why it was. Why it was a show-closing segment. Because they were in her hometown. But it just, it just, it just, it was just a random, to me it was a random, okay at best, middle of the show segment that they put in the main event. Which was a wrong call. Wrong call. Wrong call. Uh, TJ, Sasha's not pregnant. I can tell you that right now. She is not pregnant. Because if that was the case, why would she be on the road? They pulled her from the road. Why would she be back on the road? She was at SmackDown last week, and I was told that she was spotted tonight at SmackDown as well. So if she was pregnant, why would she be on the road? Why wouldn't she announce it? Becky announced it when she was. Um, um, Lacey Evans announced it when she was. So you're wrong. Jessica says, made my bed jump. Oh, you live in California? Where at, Jessica? If you don't mind saying. But with that, I enjoyed SmackDown for the most part. I thought it was weird that they did an NXT angle on the show. And I didn't really care for the main event segment. But other than that, I thought the show was actually really, really good. But you know what I thought about the show. Now let's check 
what you guys thought. Remember, if you want to be part of the show, you can do so by putting a super chat in the YouTube chat or by texting into 510-906-1341. But before all of that, let's check the polls. Um, well, I know you said might, but I'm just clarifying that she's not. That way you don't, you know, have other people reading what you say in the chat and then thinking, you know, yeah. Anyways, you said might. I'm just trying to tell you she's not. 50% of you like tonight's SmackDown as far as the Twitch poll does go. Oh, I know. My, my cousin lives there, Jessica. Uh, 33% of you thought the show was just all right. And 17 did not like the show. As far as the YouTube poll does go, 61% of you liked the show. 23% thought it was just all right. And 17 did not like the show. I just says I had to hold on to my computer. Was worried it was going to fail, fall off the bed. Oh, it was that big of a an earthquake? Interesting. Very interesting. Let's Google this. A 4.2 in the Carson area. Six minutes ago. Not a small one. That's not a small one. That's a decent sized earthquake. Interesting. Interesting. That's a decent sized earthquake, a 4.2. It was in the, the Carson area near uh, Torrance and Long Beach. But yeah. Where you live, I, I don't... I mean, you put it in the chat, but I don't want to say it for everybody to hear, just in case you really don't want everybody to know. But my cousin lives lives there as well. But with that, let's check the text messages. It says, do you see Liv Morgan winning her first women's championship on the main roster? No. No, <laughs> not at all. Not a knock on her. It's just I don't see them putting a title on her. It says, do you think Brock will beat Roman, or do you think Roman will win? Roman will win. Uh, what do you think will come? Uh, what do you think will come out on top if there is a collision? Okay. Again, if people can't write in proper sentences, I'm not going to read them. Because this is, no. It says, I have two questions. The first one is, do you think Bobby Lashley is going to go after Big E? Well, of course he's going to go after Big E. He's going to want his belt back. Second one is, do you think they might change the NXT Championship belt? Probably not. No, if they were going to, they would have done it this week because it was the perfect week to do it. Not only would it have been the perfect week to do it because of the rebrand, but they had to crown a brand new champion because the other champion had to vacate the title. And I know, yeah, I know that, Um, what's it called? I know that not, no, well, never mind, never mind. But it would have been the perfect week to do it because the rebrand. Uh, Warren Hedgehog says, what happened to the Rampage review? We're not doing it tonight. Like I've said before, all live Rampages will be reviewed or big pre-taped episodes of Rampage. But most taped episodes, I ain't reviewing because I was told by someone that was there live, hey, don't worry about reviewing the show this week. It was just an okay show at best. So I was like, well, thank you. Don't have to waste my time. Person says... What are your thoughts on the plane ride from hell episode from the dark side of the ring? Boy, was that nuts. Tommy Dreamer made himself look bad. Ric Flair looked bad in this episode. Scott Hall looked bad in this episode. And for some reason, they just glossed over all the Dustin Rhodes stuff and made him look like a hero. Very weird. 
very weird because because back in 2001, when the plane ride from hell actually happened, lawsuits were filed against Scott Hall, Ric Flair, Justin Runnels, all for sexual assault. But last night, they made it seem like Dustin was a saint, a hero, because he stopped Rick from trying to get a chick to grab his dick. The only bad thing they showed of Dustin was he got drunk and started singing some love song to Terry, and she was like, oh, I don't need to hear this. So, yeah. I don't know why they made Dustin look like a saint. Well, not a saint, but a hero. But it was just wild. Also, Jim Ross kind of came off as a little badass. Fucking Brock Lesnar and Kurt Hennig shoot fighting. No one wants to approach him to stop him. So Jim Ross has to go up and be like, hey, you two, quit it. Knock it off. And I've heard that before that Jim Ross ain't afraid to just approach anybody and not afraid of what repercussions. So, wild episode. Tommy Dreamer kind of came off as, oh, Ric Flair has a dick out. Boys will be boys. That's pro wrestling. And because of that, and that sentiment and that feeling of boys will be boys, that got him suspended indefinitely from Impact Wrestling. Also, also, Ric Flair has been, I don't want to say, well, they've, Car Shield will not be airing the Ric Flair commercials anytime soon. I'll say that right now. That's what they said in a statement. They will not be airing, they've paused their Car Shield Ric Flair commercials. Uh, War Hedgehog, I didn't get no link. But yeah, wild episode. We knew a good portion of the stories told, but they had the actual flight attendant that was assaulted by both Rick and Scott Hall. And she actually told her side of the story, and that's that's a crazy one to hear. But yeah, it was a wild episode. And I don't I don't think Rick Flair is coming to AEW anytime soon. Like if there is any chance, any chance that Rick was going to come in and maybe be with Andrade, ain't happening now. Nope. No matter how good of a friend he is with Tony Khan, ain't happening now. Warm, warm. I know who Brandy Lauren is. I'm just saying you said something about a link. I didn't get no link. But with that, guys, I want to say thank you for joining me here. Twitch.tv forward slash PW Unlimited. YouTube.com forward slash Pro Wrestling Unlimited. And Twitch.com forward slash PW Unlimited. We'll be live again on Monday, talking Monday Night Raw. So with that, guys, have a great rest of your night. Have a great weekend. I'll see you next time. Have a good one.